Hey guys, welcome to episode 77 of Inside the Cage. Mark, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, man. How's yourself? Yeah, not bad. Are you finally getting used to this, like, Skype recording of the show? It kind of feels kind of normal now. Is that a bit normal? I think it could be a bit of a normal going forward as well, but a, but a little man makes things difficult in case I need to be in the house or whatever, so it could be something that we, we do yeah. more often than we want to, really. The next few months anyway, at least probably until, I'd imagine, the new year anyway, probably, I would think. At least I go back to work, maybe when I'm back at work, it might be slightly different. We'll see, there's no rush, mate, this works pretty well, so... This, well, I think it works pretty well for us, you know what I mean? Obviously, a bit of dodgy internet signals sometimes, but you're not always going to have that. Cuts no. it, doesn't it, so... How was your, uh, how was your weekend? Pretty decent, man. Couple of rounds of golfing, we barbecue on Saturday. Couldn't get the barbecue on the Friday and they go, obviously, as you know. We ended up with a, a rather large Chinese on Friday night. Um, but decent, man. Enjoyed it. Good weekend. Yeah. I was steaming on Saturday, man. It was class. You boiled? Aye. Well, mate, we, we went around there at half three and then leave until two o'clock. Yeah, you'd be bothered there, man. You suffering? Must have been suffering yesterday. I was actually alright. I woke up and I was a wee bit dazed. Um, but a couple of pints of water, man, normally sorts me out because it's just dehydration. That's all. That's all a hangover is. It's that's just what it is. Your brain can't. Your brain can't function with water and just. just need, cause I usually go for a shower straight away and that kind of sorts me out. Yeah. I got up and we went. We went down to Presswick um, and did that. So that kind of a wee drive down the coast and stuff like that. It was good, man. It was. Get out and about, we got a fresh air and stuff. It was fine. I was, I was fine yesterday, mate. I didn't really feel. It was absolutely knackered, you know. It's like when you've been drinking, didn't get to sleep until half three and then woke up at ten o'clock. You're absolutely gassed, man. But yeah, other than being a bit there, tired, right? I was actually all right. Anyway, enough small talk. Let's um, talk about UFC Brunson versus Shabazian or UFC Fight Night 173 or. UFC on ESPN Plus 31 or UFC Vegas 5. Obviously, it was the return of UFC to the Apex facility in Las Vegas since after their very successful month in Yaz Island, Abu Dhabi. I wouldn't say it was a, a grand return to Apex, but... I, it, there, was, there was eight fights on the card. I think that's must be the smallest number of fights I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I think I uh, just reading that there, UFC one seven seven in August two thousand and fourteen was uh, the last time an event was this small. Um, ridiculous, man! Uh, the fact that eleven fights, either immediate immediately before the event or within the last kind of few weeks, have all been cancelled. It's just absolutely mental. Obviously, the original uh, Ted Liner of Holly Holm versus Irina Adana got cancelled because obviously Adana um, tested positive. Brunson Shabazian obviously moved up to the headliner for that. Um, talk about Trevin Giles later on. Caitlin Vieira could at Sky, which was a belt fight, which got cancelled as well. Um, Jennifer Meyer was supposed to fight a Vivian Arojo. Eventually, she felt Calderwood. Chris Gutierrez was supposed to fight Luke Sanders, eventually fought this boy Cody Durden. Um, Ray Borg was supposed to fight Nate Manis, but Ray Borg had to pull out. It's just Gerald Mearshaw was supposed to fight Ed Herman, but obviously Mearshaw had to pull out because he tested positive for COVID. Um, obviously Kevin Holland couldn't fight. It's just because of the Trevin Giles situation. It's just mental, man. 
It was just a mental, mental run up to this card. And I think in the current situation, these things will happen, especially with COVID. Like obviously, you mentioned two fights and they get cancelled by COVID. Those two fights been on a card that would have made that ten fight card, nobody would have blinked an eye. You know what I mean? Obviously, Trevin Giles is a slightly different situation, and as she will cover that, maybe try and cover a bit of that later. But uh, it's weird. It's such a small card, but then again, it was still quite a long card because there was four fights that went the distance. And, you know, the other two of the finishes went to the third round as well. So there was, you know, there was six well, six fights that went into the third round. And neither of the other two were quick knockouts. You know, there was only one first round finish. So it was still a relatively long night of fighting, despite the fact there was only eight fights. Um, it was a couple of those. It made it kind of easier to watch. Sometimes when you get, the likes of watching that 15 fight card last week was just, it was difficult. Like, yeah. It's fine if you're able to watch maybe a 15-fight card live and you're there for 5 in the afternoon to 12 at night and just sitting there with cans, sitting with a couple of the boys, just sitting there having a bevy and having a good time. That's easy enough done. But when you're maybe trying to catch up in six hours of fighting, it's... Being, being where we are in the world, it's always going to be hard because we don't. you can't watch it live unless you're... Okay, you could say you could watch it live if you're really committed, but you know, you'd have to give up most of your Saturday night to sleep before it starts and then or give up half your Saturday your Sunday and it's difficult. It's like if we could get it started listen, if they started it at seven o'clock at night on a Saturday night, I'd watch them all live, do you know what I mean? You could dip you in a show it to you on a Monday morning, that's what would happen there if you could do that, do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Exactly mate, do the class. But I mean like it's almost funny. It's almost as if the UFC knew this was going to happen because they put on fifteen fights last weekend. So it's almost as if they've evened it out. They've went from fifteen to eight, which makes twenty-three, and it's like an eleven and a twelve. That's normal. That's class. That's what you want. Obviously, spread over two nights, ideally. But yeah, interesting. It was interesting that how many fights just went sour, went south, and even backup fights. You know, like back there was like. Three backups, you know, a guy fighting a guy who then pulls out, and then that guy pulls out, and then the next guy comes in and fights. It's just crazy, mate. But I'd be surprised if you see something that bad again. I think that'll be a one off. I can't, yeah. the UFC will not allow that to happen again, I don't think. I'd imagine so. What about, well, I may as well talk about it. Um, let's do it. Brunson, Shabazian. Um, I thought I it was a pretty good fight. I thought up until, I think. Middle of the second round, obviously, Brunson kind of... I think Shabazzian was shattered, to be honest. I think he was absolutely gassed. Um, I think Brunson kind of took advantage of that. Obviously, Shabazzian has only ever been out of first round once in his whole career. I don't know if it was Shabazzian was gassed, mate. I really don't know if that's what it was. I think it was just because Brunson absolutely smacked him about in the, the end of that second round. Like, it was I, def- I think I towards the end of the round, but I think tiredness started to show and Brunson was able to hit him easier than he was in the first round. Can I say that's- one thing, right? They almost look like different weight classes. Brunson was fucking huge. He was big. But uh, Shabazzian's probably taller. Probably his style makes him look maybe slightly shorter than the Brunson is. Do you know what I mean? So that maybe kind of balances that out. Um, Do you know what I was thinking about when I was watching this fight, right? Now, you'll only get this reference if you know anything about Scottish football, right? Now, you see these flashy guys, you know, flash football players, whatever it may be, your Neymar's, your mate, not, mate, not Messi, but your Ronaldo's and all that. Brunson kind of like had the dyed hair and was kind of making an effort and all that stuff. Do you know who Edmund Shabazzian reminds me of? Uh, he reminds me of Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> Plain, boring, hardly celebrates when he scores, 
doesn't really look as if he talks much, doesn't really look, he's always got the same expression in his face, always quite calm and collected, doesn't ever seem to get riled up on the pitch. That's what Shabazian looked like to me. Shabazian's face at the start of the fight was exactly the same face he had on after Brunson lay on top of him and pummeled him for 26 seconds at the start of the third round. Shabazian's, he looks so calm. I wonder if that's maybe one something about him that's maybe a wee bit of a downfall for him, that he, he just, he seemed too calm, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain because obviously it's hard to know what it's like to be in there and it's hard to know what it's like to get Derek Brunson running at you. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's a big, scary guy. But I think sometimes you need to have a wee bit of edge, a wee bit of something about you to maybe get yourself out of situations like that. And being I being calm and relaxed is all good and well, but not when maybe you need to you know turn do, do a Mike Perry and start swinging for the houses, do you know what I mean? I, I, I can see where you're coming from, definitely. Um like, I thought he'd won the first round, actually. Kind of, mm. not comfortably, but I thought he'd won the first round anyway. Yes. in the second. Um, and as you say, he's maybe... He's not had that lesson, maybe, to find that inner depth of something to kind of pull himself through and go and show that, look, I'm in deep water here, I need to fucking pull through this and try and... He's not had that experience yet. Possibly this... We've always said it before, MMA is a totally different thing because for some reason losses in MMA don't really count for much. You go into boxing, boxing's all about undefeated fighters. That's where your legends become your undefeated fighters, which is fair enough. But nine times out of ten, they're fighting bums. They hardly ever fight the best of the best. Whereas in MMA, you are fighting, or UFC especially, you're fighting the best of the best. Yeah. So your losses aren't a bad thing. In fact, losses are a good thing. You learn from your losses. You become better with your losses. You then improve. You look at the certain champions out there maybe get four, five, six losses in their records. It's not a bad thing. Nobody's no. complaining about it. Going, oh, he's crap, man. He's lost to six guys already. No, definitely not. What they've got is they've had that loss. They've become better. They've learned lessons from that loss and they've pushed on in the future. And I still think Edmund Shabazian has got that and him to go win a title at some point, and he'll learn massive lessons for us. Yeah. Because um, he's got skill level. His skill level is so high with striking and his boxing, but there's more to it than that, and that's maybe what he'll learn from this fight. Hopefully. Like, they do say, like, no, you know, taking a loss is probably, he's going to learn more losing to Derek Brunson than he would be if he went out and smashed Derek Brunson in the first 30 seconds or the first yeah. round. I mean, I was shocked, I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't think Brunson had any of the tools to beat Shabazian, I thought Shabazian was too quick, too, you know, tactical, I mean, Brun- Shabazian's striking's weird, it comes from all angles, see the body shots, mate, he, he lowers himself so low, that even if Brunson tries to block, it almost seemed like every single time Shabazian actually got through that guard, it was the weirdest thing, he's very awkward and he's very weird to watch, great to watch from that point of view, he's a bit like an Adesanya, you never, or a Jones, you never really know what he's going through, um, I'd Hats off to Derek Brunson, you know, a amazing like performance because I didn't I had Britain Derek Brunson off, and I'm happy to admit that because I just didn't think he had the tools to beat Shabazian, but he did. He was he was great. I thought Brunson was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant, mate. He really was. I think obviously he's actually he's obviously won his last two fights, but I still think I've just seen him as a gatekeeper because the kind of two fights he had were against guys for trying to get into that kind of top ten possibly, mm-hmm. and I think he was seen as a gatekeeper of that top ten, and he was. Somebody UFC went, look here, here's an up-and-comer. See if you can knock him out or see if you can stop him getting into that top 10. Um, and he's, I actually think he's improved again, even at the age of 36. Also, I think he's went down to Jackson Wink, Florida, and he's learning. Not Jackson Wink. Jackson Wink. Jackson Wink. Albuquerque. Uh, 
he's got better again. He's pushed himself forward. Um, and he's a better fighter for it. Because I think, was that, was that were hearing they were saying basically, he used to train with basically his mates in the gym. And he, was, he didn't really take it that seriously. And it was all a bit, uh, oh, I make a bit of money off it. But it's, it's no, he was just treating like a job as such. With a lot of these guys now do. And it's a career choice. Someone went, no, I want to be an MFA fighter. That's what I want to do. But yeah. He's maybe, I think, since he moved to, uh, moved to Jackson Wink, he's, he's realised that that's what he can do now. And it's actually really good to see, man. I've kind of always liked Derek Bronson. Don't get me wrong. He's, you look at his losses. Adesanya, Jacques Anderson Silva, Robert Walker, Joe Romero. It's the kind of top five guys, basically, in the division. Yeah. Um, he, ha- he hasn't moved to Jackson Wink, mate. It's Sanford MMA. Jackson Wink's in Albuquerque. Oh, sorry, I'm reading wrong. I'm I'm reading thing here. Um, <laughs> I knew he'd moved gyms. I'm just reading his page here. I thought he, he must not have updated that then. He moved, he moved to, it says, he's with Sanford MMA. He's been Sanford since 2019. It's made a difference, mate, because he looks like a much more rounded fighter. It's as simple as that. Um, I thought he looked really, really good. I mean, is he going to get a shot at Adesanya again? Pfft, probably not. There's a lot of guys in front of him. Um that are kind of clamping at that, but you never know. Another couple of wins, and you just you just never know, mate. He's had a shot at Adesanya already, but that was before Adesanya had the belt. It's funny because that fight is what they all said about Adesanya's takedown offense because he just tried to take him down for you know five minutes and couldn't get him down. Whereas yeah. he just looked he looked brilliant against Shabazz, and mate, was really impressed, like proper impressed. No, I was impressed was, as well, man. It's always hard to take out of it. Like, was I just impressed because I was shocked? So you've got to try and weigh it up. You've got to try and weigh it up whether, like, am I just impressed because I was expecting Shabazz in a white floor with him, or am I genuinely impressed? And I thought, I kind of watched bits back, and I was like, no, do you know, I is genuinely, genuinely impressed with his fighting. Take out the fact that I thought Shabazz would beat him, and I thought he was, I thought he was class, mate, a class performance. I do think that he may have been done out of a 50k here, by the way, as well. Um, I'm not sure Jennifer Meyer deserved a 50k over Derek Brunson, if I'm honest with you. Um, I think if that had been finished at the end of the second round, I think he would have got the fifty k. I genuinely believe that. I just think it's, I think it's a bit shit to be honest. I possibly, but then at the same time, Jennifer Meyer went out and beat the um, number one contender for a title. Yeah, Derek Brunson beat the guy who's eleven and zero and was above him in the rankings. I think he was above him in the rankings. He was below him in the rankings. Was he? Ah, uh, Shabazzian was sitting eleventh, and Brunson was ninth. I'm sure or something. I thought it was the other way about. No. Oh no, eight, eighth and okay, eighth and ninth. Brunson was eighth, and Shabazzian was ninth. Even then, mate, I, I don't know. I, I I think it's more about the performance, and I'm not convinced by Jennifer Meyer getting fifty k for that. I really am not. To be honest, she did absolutely nothing for four minutes, and then had half a minute of. You know, wriggling about trying to get Joanne Calderwood's arm snapped in half. I just don't know. Derek Brunson was class from the start, and yeah, I don't know. To come back from potentially losing the first round to pretty much knocking Shabazzi out at the end of the second, I think he could well have been disappointed not to get 50k. There's probably a few guys on us who are disappointed they never get the 50k. Yeah. Um, I guess we should we should talk about um, our invested interest in this card and uh, young Jojo. Yeah, I suppose we need to kind of get to it and kind of, she took a chance, obviously, it's not quite worked out, obviously, maybe she's not fought for nearly a year, she's a prize fighter, she's fighting for the money as well, so 
Sides obviously maybe to take the fight because oh, she needed the money, but she's, she's got to make a bit of dough, and you've got to keep working and keep at it. Sure maybe she didn't want to wait till Shevchenko, but either taking the chance of the taking this fight and taking that chance of losing your number one contendership, she's she's done that, and it's a bit sad, but I'm sure a couple of fights and she'll get back kind of in contention again. She reminded me a bit of remember when she fought Cavio and when she was at like. Straw, she just didn't seem very. I don't know, mate. Like, she seems so fear of Jennifer Meyer coming anywhere near her now. I get that. Meyer's a black belt and all that stuff. I, I totally get that. But to an extent, you know, JoJo's the one to beat here. JoJo's the one um, that she's the one kind of leading the dance. And all she did was kind of do that front kick. I don't know. Jo- JoJo didn't fill me full of confidence, mate. She didn't look confident. She didn't look very happy. She didn't look comfortable. She looked awkward, I thought. Um, it was a weird one. I think she kind of tried to start by fighting a bit distance because obviously Maya has got a wee bit of power in the punches, so yeah. she's probably thinking keep it a wee bit of distance, uh, start it off and get in it, maybe maybe try and get in the second round, get more inside her and start for there. Maybe obviously that the way things happened didn't work out. Maybe with Jojo plan. Maybe there was a game plan there that we didn't know about. Um, she did seem maybe not hesitant. I don't know if hesitant is the right word, but she did seem a wee bit maybe reserved in the kind of early stages of that round. Yeah. She seemed to um, kind of get herself caught up with, like, like from where she was on the ground to where it ended up getting beat, it didn't seem like it took an awful lot for Jennifer Mike in that situation. It didn't look like a... I don't know, mate. It's a hard one because I don't really know. The, you know, you, you don't want to pull some dirt when you don't know the technical details, but... Um, it's... She's a blue belt, and she just maybe it's something she needs to look at. Maybe she needs to do a bit more wrestling, maybe a bit more, you know, a bit more jujitsu, and see if it's something, you know, she can she can get better. Because I didn't look like she was in a particularly dangerous uh, position, you know. She was kind of tied up, wasn't she? And I don't think she, it, was, it was. It was a bit of a struggle for her to get out of the position she was in. Then all of a sudden, was Maya being a black belt? She's been able to kind of turn things around and. It turned into an armbar and got the win. Um, I thought actually Jojo was going to get the armbar at first. She kind of went to there, kind of wee flip over it and twist over it, but uh, she just couldn't get she couldn't get enough um, strength in her arm to kind of pull her over out on the other side through her shoulder. But I, it's it's just a difficult one. It's it was not it wasn't as if she was well beaten. She was beaten by somebody who not a lucky submission, that's the wrong word, the wrong terms, because obviously you've got to work a wee bit to try and get in a position to get the submission, but mm-hmm. it was a wee bit maybe easier than probably Jojo. I'd imagine Jojo would look back and be very disappointed the way this fight finished, I would imagine. Yeah, um, I would agree, mate. I would agree. Difficult one for us, because obviously you always, you, always, you always support Scottish fighters, and it's hard to watch them, watch them lose, especially when she seems so gutted, you know, after it, but... I think uh, I think she definitely I think um, there's a possibility even with one or two more fights she could get back into the title contention as well. That's the thing. I think I think she kind of maybe knew that herself that the offense to end the flyweights within that division isn't the deepest of divisions. There's a possibility that she could have one or two fights after this and put herself right back into the kind of conversation. So um, it's difficult because I don't really, to be honest. On that evidence, neither of those two lassies would get anywhere near Shevchenko anyway. But nobody has, that's the thing, it's... Nobody no. in that division will get anywhere near her. Um, Zhang will, when Zhang steps up, Zhang will ragdoll Shevchenko. Okay. Um, she's not even in that division, though, so that's the kind of... I know. Uh, no, actually, it's, 
it's a light division, mate, as you say. You know what I mean? So, um, so I'll be interested to see. As I said, I hope dust ourselves off, go on with the job, get training, keep going. As you said, maybe we'll work a wee bit more with our wrestling or jiu-jitsu type thing. Our striking's pretty good. She's been, been maybe kind of take down defence more than actually take downs and stuff like that. She's actually not bad at that. She was doing quite well with her kind of wrestling, her kind of offensive wrestling as such. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, still got things to work at and that's always not, it's not a bad thing, definitely not a bad thing. I'm sure she'll come back stronger for the better. Again, same, same as Shabazzian, she'll come back the better for it. What about um, the perennial finisher, Vicente Luque? See, if you don't wa- enjoy watching Vicente Luque, I don't really know what you're wanting to watch. Mm. He's just entertaining, man. He's always wanting to like, finish. He's got power on the arms. He's just, I just enjoy watching Vicente Luque. And technically, he's superb as well, that's the thing. Everything's really well put together. Even his knockout, you know what I mean? The way Randy Brown went to touch the ground, he lifted him back up, bang, knee to the face. Knocked him down, cut a punch, he's game over, that's it. Presente walks away, easy peasy. Um, obviously, he beat by Wonderboy a couple of fights ago. He's taking a... Knockovers is the wrong word, but it's a couple of easier fights. Guys outside the kind of rankings and Nico Price and obviously Randy Brown now. And he's kind of come back the stronger for it again. Same again. He had a loss, but he's came back from it, and he's looking better than ever, to be honest. Mm. I really enjoyed it, man. It's like a weird one, because like he's only ever went to decision twice in 19 wins, right? And one of them was a split. He doesn't like to go to decision. It's almost as if it goes to decision, he's more than likely going to lose. So it's almost as if he knows that, and he wants to knock people out. He's not. He's had 11 knockouts in 19 wins. That's mental. It's... His numbers are crazy, mate, and he's he's proper. Like the knee was savage, man. It was just brutal. It was um, I actually quite like Randy Brown. I think Randy Brown, you know, is quite good. He's he's long. He's rangy. I mean, six foot three for that division is um, is is you know exactly. relatively big. You know what I mean? But um, I'm a bit disappointed with Randy actually in the first round. I didn't really, he didn't do a lot. He didn't really seem to know an answer. He, Especially because Lucky's kicks in the first round, man, he just kept battling the fr- his, his front leg. Totally. Mm-hmm. Leading leg just took an absolute battle in the first round. Yeah. Um, no, it was a really same. good performance for Lucky. That was the main thing. Lucky doesn't look like the type of fighter who's going to smash you with leg kicks, but my God, man, they were savage. Hang on, it wasn't was as if he was absolutely smashing them. He wasn't putting pure full power in them. He was just kind of tapping them, but tapping them in exactly the right bit that it hurt every fucking time. Yeah, it was just technically it was just superb, man. It really, really was. I liked his shout out at the end, actually. Um, Nate Diaz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I like think that, we'll, man. I don't think we'll see Nate Diaz fighting again. No, I wouldn't surprise me either. But I thought it'd be an interesting fight to see, man. It'd be an absolute fucking banger. Yeah, I've never been a massive Nate Diaz fan, man. I know you haven't. I, know I don't you think haven't. he's. I don't think he's that good a fighter, to be honest. But hey. Um, I guess we really should talk about fight of the night between Bobby Green and Lando Venata. Ah, it was superb, man. This was a cracking fight. It was the same as the kind of the last time we two fought as well, man. It was just a really, really good fight. I think that went to uh, a draw the last time. A draw, yeah. Ah, uh, unanimous draw. draw the last time, went it. So it shows you how close these two fighters are. But again, I thought Bobby Green had moved on again. I think he looked as though he improved again. Um. He looks really good for me, Bobby Green, to be honest. And I, I don't know where Lando goes now because 
he's been about the UFC for so long, but like there's no consistency in it. Like I think he's won like he's like ten fights or something. He's only won like two. He looks good, and then three, we talked sorry, against Medeiros, and we thought he was brilliant, and then obviously he beat by Jacase. You know, two draws in there. Drakkar lost to Drakkar Closer, David Tamer, Tony Ferguson. It's just, it's bizarre. It's, it's he's got odd. the tools, that's the thing. He's got the tools to be a very, very high-level fighter, but he never seems to be able to put a run together of fights. It's just it's just a strange, it's a, it's a strange one. It's a shame he's only, because he's... He's only won three fights in the UFC. Aye, that's what I'm saying. 11, I think he's 11 fights, three wins, two losses and five defeats or something. Uh, something like that. So it's uh, it's a strange one. I'll be interested to see what happens in Orlando now, but it's good to see Bobby Green, man. Bobby Green's obviously older, kind of a wee bit older. He's 33 now. He's been about a long time, man. He's had 37 fights, won 26 and lost 10. Not a bad record. He's a very good all round fighter, man. You see that for his record nine decision, nine submission, eight knockouts. And he's always wins, do you know what I mean? So, um, Hopefully he'll push on, because I, like, I like Bobby Green, there's just something about the man, I just really like, I like his style of fighting, so he's that wee kind of hand down low, and wee bit I of swagger kinda, about him, I like that. Bit of swagger, yeah, I kind of thought you'd like that, to be honest. I like a wee bit of, like, you get certain guys and they think they're fucking the, 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 dog, the dog's bollocks as such, and then they get knocked the fuck out, but at least his last couple of fights he's kind of backed up, he went out and kind of, Clay Guida, you know what Clay Guida is like, man, he doesn't fucking stop, but... Yeah. He beat him well in the night, to be honest. And again, he done the same with Lando. Lando's a very good fighter, and he beat him well on the night. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing Bobby Green again. He's a, he's always an entertaining fighter, to be honest. I like watching him. What about the prelims? Anything grabbing your fancy there? <sighs> no mass. Well, there's only four fights on it. Martinez's knockout of Frankie Sainz was pretty good, man. Um, well, that would happen that, if you're about a fucking three stone heavy. Was that? That would happen if you were about three stones heavier. That that literally was different weight classes. Yeah, but at the same time, I think you'd have made weight and still fucking knocked out Frankie Sainz. I know, but see the size difference, man. It was ridiculous. That was. I'm not denying that, but he still had to beat him, and they did comfortably in the end. Um, it was a savage man. Knee the knee was savage. It really was. Uh, it was an absolutely brilliant finish, and that was pretty good. Um, I had an Dude. issue with uh, the scoring in the first fight. Gutierrez Dundon? Yes. That may why. Not so much the fact they scored it that way, but more why. Like My argument is, right, Dundon did absolutely nothing on the ground with Gutierrez, right? Now, you could say Gutierrez lay there and done nothing, right? Which is fine. So I was trying to think, how could you compare this in a striking battle, right? That's like... This is how I'm going to compare it. You tell me if you either you can either disagree or agree with me, right? This is basically like Cody Durden. So basically, Gutierrez has his hands up, has his block up the whole fucking first five, five minutes, right? Or four minutes and 45 seconds, whatever he's controlling was, right? And all your man does, Cody Durden, is just kind of like tap the tap the guard or throws feints and does fuck all. It's the same thing for me. Like, I don't mind, I mean, you know, I'm a grappling kind of guy and I would not prefer it over striking, but I'm happy to watch guys work and grapple. But Cody Durden got him down, sat against the cage and punched him a few times in the face, mate. Those punches, okay, they add up and I get that. I fully appreciate that. But he did fucking nothing. I mean, 
there was absolutely very little defence from Chris Gutierrez because he didn't have anything to defend. I just kind of believe that's a 10-8 round, mate. I would have given it 100% to Durden, but given a 10-8 for him just sitting there, not, he didn't work, mate. He did, he did absolutely fuck all. And I've got no affiliation to Chris Gutierrez, and I'm not really that fussed whether he wins or loses. I couldn't really give him monkeys, but that's absolute bullshit, mate. Because then Gutierrez got the technical side of things out and fucking smashed the boy but couldn't win because Durden sat in his ass for four and a half minutes, mate. It's absolute utter bullshit. See, if Durden had actually been trying to do something or try to do some grappling or some wrestling or try to get choked, he just fucking sat there and punched him in the face a few times. Okay, what was the 30-odd punches, which is fine. I get that, but I just don't see how... That's literally like throwing 30 punches at a guy who stands with his hands up by his face. That's what that's like. It's basically the same thing. Gutierrez could have stood in the middle of the octagon, had his hands up, not thrown a single punch, and Durden could have just jabbed at the guard. That's exactly the same thing that happened there. And I think it's bullshit. Utter bullshit. I understand your point. I can see where you're coming from. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I'm not massive I disagree with you, because you know I'm not a massive kind of wrestling guy. It was a bit yeah. of a leg hump in first round. Yeah. Um, from the I'm just thinking from the judges' point of view, maybe they're counting it as a, you got to take down. Had him down. They kept him down for basically nearly four and a half minutes, whatever it was. Basically, yep. the whole first round. So that, even though he didn't do a lot work-wise, Gutierrez didn't do a lot either to try and get out of it. So if you're looking from a judge's point of view, could you see that as a case of, well, Cody Durden isn't allowing him to manoeuvre, so he's constantly dominating him to stop him getting up? But that's the thing, I don't see it like that. That's watching that, I didn't see it like that, mate. See if uh, I can I, see him. I, I'm just going with what I'm thinking, maybe the judges. I'm just trying to think that. Can I say the thing? Most people online thought it was a 10 8, right? And I just thought to myself, see if I'm Gutierrez, I'm raging about that. Okay, granted, Gutierrez just sat there. But the reason Gutierrez just sat there is because there was nothing for him. There was nothing, he didn't need to do anything to defend because it was fuck all to defend. Why not stand up, though? He had his gut, well, because obviously he couldn't. So for me, he's as much it's control as time, mate. I get there is control time, right? And I totally understand. Give the guys credit for control time. But honestly, if you hold somebody on the mat for five minutes, how is that a ten eight? You're doing fuck all. There's got to be actively something. It says grappling and was aggressive striking or something like that. That's the two things. He didn't grapple. He fucking sat with his, a fucking what do you call it? A body lock around him, sitting against the fence and threw a few punches. Me, I just, I don't. I'm not saying Durham shouldn't have won the round. He should have, but I just kind of believe you give a ten eight for that, and then because of that stupid fucking ten eight, Gutierrez can't win a fight that he clearly fucking won. That's my point. Gutierrez no, won that fight. I understand totally. I, I think seeing if Chris Gutierrez had tried to get out or tried to make some sort of effort, it would have been a 10-9. I think the fact that he just kind of lay there, he kind of lost the fight for himself. Because yeah. he's not doing anything, so why should he Why should he even get a point back? If you think these two guys should start from 0-0. Zero, zero. But then, aye, that's fair enough, mate, right? But that's fine, but then you've got to give the round winner 10 and the, or the other guy 9 or less. So my argument for that is if... Chris, if Cody Durden's work is worth a 10, right, then the work that Chris Gutierrez is worth a 9 because Durden did fuck all and so did Gutierrez. That's my point. I'm not saying Gutierrez did should should have got a 9 because he'd done more. He didn't. He just fucking sat there. But Durden did nothing, mate. That's my I point. Just, I think if you, if you maybe, as I say, if you start for 0-0 zero, zero, instead of working your way down, start for a 0-0. Zero, zero, and even if you went like that, look, for everything you do within that kind of round, you get points. Instead of working your way back, so... It, so Cody Gutierrez for me never left zero at all at any point during that first round whereas Durden at least 
got to take down. Controlled his man on the ground. Yes, he wasn't particularly busy. No denying that. He did try. He obviously was busy enough that the referee didn't want to stand him up, though. That's the other point of it. Because if the referee's thinking, he's fucking done nothing here. He would have stood them up. So he must have been busy enough that he didn't stand him up. Yeah. See, that, that's another thing that annoys me, the, the referee. But then again, I suppose it's it's down to this whole durding through 30 punches. So 30 punches, I mean, 30 punches in a five-minute round with that much control is six punches a minute. That's nothing, mate. That's fucking One every 10 right, so I just I just think it's harsh on Gutierrez that that was a 10-8, mate. When Gutierrez's work for the next two rounds was 10 times better than the work that Durden put in the first well, round. That's my point. Gutierrez was a better fight, fighter without doubt. He should have won the fight, but for me, he lost the fight himself in that first round. Yeah. He lost the fight. That was a problem. Yeah. He was always on the he was always in the back foot after that first round because he did nothing to move himself. If he'd at least made an effort to try and get out of it. Maybe it'd have been a 10 9. And he'd have yeah. won the fight. He lost it for himself for I me. Mean, that's that's kind of all the way I'm kind of looking at it. He's, he did fuck all as well. I'm not denying that Cody Dud did fuck all as well, but he did a lot more than Chris Gutierrez did. But anyway, one of those ones, it's a. Imagine if a judge's point of view, it's a very difficult one, but everybody else seemed to kind of be unanimous that it was a 10 8. So. The thing, one. I just, I just wondered if it was just me, and I just, I just felt, I just felt a bit shit, mate. I thought it was a bit shit. If I'm oh, honest, dry, no, man. I'm, I, I can understand your point. I definitely see it. I wasn't best pleased with it, to be honest. But yeah, um, bonuses. Okay, with that. Yep. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, that's it. Uh, there's nothing. Um, the two fights. I, I was going. I think he's all quite nice. Two fights in the middle because that's literally the last two fights left. Uh, Manes Munoz fight and Emos Cachero fight. Emos just far better than Cachero without doubt. Easy, we easy win for the man. And Manes Munoz. All I'm going to say is I fell asleep watching this fight about three different times. I don't know what that says about the fight, but I just kept falling asleep during it. So it couldn't have been that great. I I eventually after my third event eventuality I eventually got it finished but um, a couple of good boss shots in that round shall we say but there was some some good um, striking of the old uh, short and curlies there was man that's not a bad night because there was only eight fights there was a few talking points in there as well um, I wanted to bring up Herb Dean by the way before we move on mm-hmm. after last week and the fact that pretty much. 99.9% of the planet agreed that maybe Herb Dean had made a rip-road in James Hunt of it. Yeah. I was quite impressed with his refereeing of the Brunson Shabazzian fight. I think he gave him a chance towards the end of the second. He knew it was very last minute. Gave him a couple of minutes. Gave him that minute or two during the break to try and recover. He came out in the third. And as soon as Brunson just got him down and hit him a couple of times, he called it. And for me, it was actually pretty good refereeing. Considering what he went through last week, after all the kind of the bits and pieces with the two maybe dodgy stoppages, so fair play to Herb Dean by the way, because I think he's came back and kind of put on a performance as such to kind of prove he's still a good referee. Yeah, um, that's the way I've I've, seen it anyway. That's what I, I never really noticed much about him to be honest. So I suppose that's a good thing if you don't notice the referees and they're doing the right job, aren't they? So well, we say that in football, aren't you? That's what you like. You don't want to notice a referee in football because he's had a good game. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like that. I imagine it's a bit like that, and a in a fight situation as well, so. So, there was a couple other cards at the weekend. There was a, sorry, 
There was one other card at the weekend. There was a one championship card, but it was mainly kickboxing and Muay Thai. Um, a couple of MMA fights on it, nothing major. Um, just thought I'd mention it, to be honest, just because it's one championship's back. It's pretty much like their first goal since coming back. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see them back, maybe get some more, hopefully some more um, MMA from them, because when their MMA bouts are on, they're absolutely class. So it's good, man. Um, but I will look forward to this weekend now, um, and oh, it's hard to get buzzing for this, I think. UFC Lewis versus Olenek. Yes, it's it's not exactly the most exciting of fights. Um, I think Derek Lewis has won his last two, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's looking thinner, he's looking faster, he's looking quicker. He seems to be on some sort of mad fitness kick freak thing that seems to be kind of... He looks far better than he's ever looked. He looks fatter. He, he, just, he just looks a lot better, and hopefully that will help him, because we all know that he's got punching power to literally smash MD, without mm-hmm. doubt, smash anyone. Um, so possibly going forward, that's a good thing for him, man. He's, he's getting fatter and getting healthier. It's, it's never a bad thing. So I'll bet you see Diet Lewis on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing him, actually, because as I say, the last two wins have been pretty good. And Alex Olenek, as much as he's about 645 years old, I think he's older than Dracula, he's... At what he does, he's fucking amazing. He really is. Do you want to hear an interesting stat? Hit me. Right, so I did a wee bit of maths, right? Now, taking Lewis and Olenek out of this, right? And looking uh-huh. at the main the main card only. Uh-huh. They have 146 fights between them, right? Right. Olenek has 73 on his own. That's half of the eight other people in the main in the main card on that night. That is fucking mental. Well, he's got for his 60th one on Saturday night. 60. Uh, mate, honestly, it's utterly, utterly mental, mate. Mental. He started fighting me when we were fucking seven. I think that tells you everything you want to know. It's just. We were seven. I'd be a new thing. Couldn't believe when we, I was doing the maths. I was like, "Why, God, man! Out of those eight other fighters, he has got half of their combined fights, man. It's actually mental." I wonder if Alex Olenek's one of these guys. All right, he's never won a title. He's never really pushed into the kind of the title situation as such within the UFC or something. About like any UFC, about, about eight, eight years or something like that. Two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. So in the UFC, six years, but. Maybe in MMA terms, kind of over a long term, maybe after his career's finished, he's maybe someday if they'll look back at it and go, do you want to know something? What, what he did, he was fucking shit hot, man. The amount of equal chokes and the amount of different chokes he's got in his record, he was pretty fucking good. Do you look at his record, man? Right, he had one loss in his first, what, 12 by the looks of things. Um, and then, even then, he's, the, 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 the runs he goes on, mate, like after he get beat by Shale Sonnen, he went on a run of like, I don't know, 10 wins or something, something stupid. Like 10 wins in a row and then loses one and there's another big fucking run there where a draw and like 10 wins again. It's just mental, man. He's got some record. It's actually ridiculous. You look at it and you think, oh, fuck, you know, 13 losses, that's really bad. But then you think the fact that that's like a quarter of what he's, a quarter of what he's fought, it's not too bad. That's like a guy with... Even a quarter, it's more like a fifth, maybe even a sixth. Do you know what I mean? Aye. It's fucking... It's mental, mate. It's mental. It's, it's an amazing record to have. Like, it's. I really hope he um 
I really hope he does well because I like him, man. But he's old as fuck. What is it? Father, I, I joked he was four hundred years old, but he's only forty-three. Forty-three. So I'd love to watch him versus Gordon Ryan. Miss that? He fought Gordon Ryan, King Gordon, um, in a a grappling bout. I'd love to. Um, I'd love to watch that. Fuck it, it's just mental, man. He's absolutely mental how many times this man has fought and the, the things he's fought in. So, I say, I think afterwards he'll be, I won't say he'll be missed as such, but I think he'll be more appreciated after he's gone. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree, mate. Definitely agree. Um, well, so we got on the card. I don't know why I talk about Chris Feynman. I don't know about you. Well, I mean, I know because. It's obviously he's dropping back down again after yeah. stepping up um, to fight light heavy. So it's an interesting step for him. Um, I mean, one win in what? One win in six. But one then, win in six. Then you look at his record before that. It was thirteen and oh, okay. It was back in twenty fifteen. Maybe it's just about him keeping active, mate, because he's only fought twice in the last two years. So it's maybe more about getting him active, but he needs to maybe start fighting a bit more because if he doesn't keep fighting, he's going to end up losing that rhythm that he gets. But I don't know, mate. I'm not that fussed about Chris Weidman. He doesn't you know, bother me either way. He's probably a bit old to get a run at Adesanya now. But then again, he's the same age as Brunson, so who knows? I went against Akhmedov, might you know, just give him a wee boost and maybe send him in to fight some. Maybe it's a, a, a thing for Shabazzian to fight him next. You never know. Um... You never know indeed, man. Because Shabazzian's obviously off that bad loss and maybe it's something for him to look at there, but um, who knows, mate? It's a weird one. He's not even in the rankings anymore. No, I know. It's been an interesting fight, I guess, to Medo, because Medo's a pretty good fight as well. He's won his last, but five or something like that, so it's a big step up for him, really. Maybe step something... up for the two of them. Like, obviously, Vibman's fighting a ranked guy and Ahmedov's fighting a bit of a legend, you know, like a, an ex-champ, so there's... Um, there's definitely some some stuff there that they need to watch. Um, Akhmedov has got a good record so far since he's been in the UFC. You know, he lost his first one. Well, oh, my God, he's been in the UFC forever. My God. Yeah, I didn't realise he'd been in that. I looked at him like, fucking hell, he's been in a long time. My God, I absolutely nearly messed up completely. But yeah, my God, he lost to Gunnar Nelson. Was that? Seven years, man. That was well to me. That's mental. We'll see. I mean, a bit interesting fight, mate. As I say, I'm not that fussed about Chris five minutes either way, but we'll see. No, no, there's a few there's, other names on this. There's not a lot to get excited about, like, um, which is a bit of a shame, but there's, there is some interest. I looked at the guy, the lassie that um, Kunitskaya is fighting, right? Um, she's entertaining because she has nine wins, eight of them by armbar. So, <laughs> whatever you do, don't leave your arms in because she will snap you in half. That's One nice. of them was a flying armbar. I've which just seen that. Amazing. I want to know what that fucking flying armbar looks like. That'd be interesting, man. Was that not a bit like the one that Paddy did? Remember Paddy did it to the wee Greek boy in Cage Warriors? Yeah. Like a jumping, a jumping, his was like a flying triangle. A f- jumping flying triangle armbar because he had the triangle locked in and then fucking popped the arm back. So it could be something like that. But yeah, this lassie, you don't give this lassie your arms or yeah, you're kind of fucked. That's very true, man. Um, I love Darius. 
I enjoy watching Darius, man. He's an, he's an entertaining fight as well. Scott Holzman's hard as nails as well, so that'll be interesting. I think that should be an interesting fight. The knock, um, his knockout at Drakkar Closer was one of my knockouts of this year so far, man. Absolutely amazing. It was a beauty, man. It was a beauty. I look forward to seeing Staripoli again. I always like Staripoli. Yeah, he's been out a while though, mate. So I don't know. I don't know how he's going to be. Tim Means is a bit of an experienced guy. It's probably quite a good fight, to be honest. Um, good for Staripoli. I mean, your man Means has got a bit of win loss, win loss kind of pattern going on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, I do like Staripoli. We first seen him was at Buenos Aires. He made his debut. Was it Uruguay? I always remember the atmosphere in Buenos Aires was unbelievable, man. Yeah, he had a a tough loss um, last year against Salikov, but since then, obviously he's no he's no been fine. So he's been out almost a year, so interesting to see how he is coming back. But I always liked him, mate. Um, Hackpress is another one I like watching. Undefeated um, Munoz, he's fine. So that might be interesting to see what Munoz is like. Interesting stuff about Munoz, though. Munoz hasn't fight fought much. Like he's been out a uh, a year, and I think before that he was out two years. So his, it's an interesting one because we don't really know. Although he's undefeated, he's only fought this on like six times in five years. Yeah. Um, so he's like he fought in October last year, so that's almost a year out. And before that, he was like you know fourteen months out. Um. So I don't difficult one to really know, mate. To be honest, because you just don't know what he's going to be like. But listen, undefeated's undefeated. Whether you fought a hundred fights or six fights, you're still undefeated. So he's he's obviously got some sort of. Skills, but interesting to see. I reckon Hagbras might take him apart, to be honest. But Wellington tournament versus Andrew Sanchez could be a banger. I think that could be a bit interesting. I don't imagine that going for very long, to be honest. No, I think somebody might get not to fuck it. Every time I see every time I see my Andrew Santos, it was. um, I mean, to be fair, okay, his last three fights have went to decision, but they're always like proper bangers. Somebody's going to get knocked the fuck out. Uh, it does seem like that, but then obviously probably won't turn out that way. Um, yeah. Was pretty impressed by Turman when he made his debut um, last year, even though he got beat by Carl Robertson. I thought he was he was quite impressed by him, and then when he fought um, Marcus Perez again, was quite impressed again. So it'd be interesting to see how he does because uh, against Andrew Sanchez, I'm not sure. I don't know how we call that one to be brutally honest with you, man. It's a weird one. No, I can't pack a letter on that as well, man. That's. That's the thing. That that looks as though there's plenty of kind of close fights on this card. You couldn't really pick many winners, but there's not kind of massive names. There's nothing maybe standing out that's going to make a massive effect in any divisions or anything like that. That's one thing about this card. It's, there should be some decent fights. Have you heard the breaking news today? What's that? Kevin Holland is fighting on Saturday against um, LFA winner Joaquin Buckley. Oh, I've just been added. I take it then. Yeah, in the last hour or so. Nice. Um, interesting actually we can talk about him I meant to talk about him when we reviewed the last card I thought his, his comments about Trevin Giles were a wee bit a wee bit insensitive like I do get the whole um, you know building up the fight and being that guy and trying to make it more interesting but I think basically saying, did you hear what he said? No, no I, 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 I heard his early comments but I, read, obviously I don't think I've heard this I don't remember anything being too controversial Well basically he said that Trevin Giles held his breath on purpose so he could knock himself out because he was too shite scared to fight him That's a bit harsh Yeah A wee bit, a wee bit controversial for Big Kevin man like, I, I heard it and I was like wow man really you went there that's a bit that's a wee bit cheeky man uh, Hopefully Giles is alright though man because that's, that's a weird one kind of collapsing just before he's kind of 
for you about can I take your ring walk and stuff like that. It's all a bit strange, I think. Obviously, we think I seen a picture. Was it was Instagram or Twitter. He was in hospital and he kind of put a wee thing on it today with kind of heart uh, heart realities and stuff like that. He's getting lots of tests and stuff like that, Dud. So I know he is out. Um, I know he's out now, but um, yeah, he said he's been getting. He had like echocardiograms and stuff like that to try and figure out what it is that's maybe wrong with him and see if they can try and you know fix any of it. Um, because they reckon that could have caused it, which is pretty serious stuff, mate. Like that could potentially put them out, you know, forever, almost, like if it's something that's not manageable. Um, You've seen football players kind of get that type of thing, haven't they? And someone have actually ever. died on the park with kind of things like that, so... Uh, look at Moamba, who almost died on the park, do you know what I mean? Exactly, um, so... But, I mean, like, even if you're talking about the collapsing thing, a little bit Jojo as well, man, Jojo had a bit of a rough night by the sounds of things, and they don't really know what happened there either. Um, Obviously pretty scary that she, um, she kind of fainted as well, so it wasn't a good night for the fighters on Saturday, it looks like, but... No, it wasn't, man. We wish everybody well. But yeah, this this card's interesting. There's a, as you say, there's a lot of good matchups. Justin James, who came out and smacked Camacho about a couple of weeks back, is fighting Gavin Tucker, who's um, got an amazing record. Um, Yusuf Zalal, who we watched a couple of weeks ago again, decent fighting a guy with another good record, Peter Barrett. There's, there's loads of good fights on this card, like in terms of like actual matchups, but in terms of names and you know star power, eh, it lacks a wee bit. But I think overall, it's a decent card. Well, why don't we do a, a fight and a performance tonight right now and see if we can get one right? Since there's not so, ma- massive interest in this card, let's make it kind of interesting for us. So, like a, like a one to watch and a fight to watch kind of thing? Basically, aye. Right. Well, okay, let me try and steer away from the obvious because my, my fight my, my fighter to watch on this would always be Darius because I think Darius is so unpredictable because he's just shown that he can obviously... He loves to wrestle fuck people, but he also likes to smack people out. But um, I think my fight to watch is actually going to be Sanchez Turman. Right. And my fighter to watch is actually. I don't know, it's a hard one, man. That is a hard one. Cause... Because my. F- my fighter, my fighter, the, the fight to watch was also going to be maybe kind of Sky Astoria Linko because I think that might be quite good. Um, to be honest, I think my fighter to watch is Gavin Tucker. Um, he looks legit, man. I, I can add a wee bit of digging on. I know he's 34, he's maybe on like a wee bit older, but he's had three fights in the UFC, two wins, a loss. I think he looks, I think he looks the real deal, man, if I'm honest. Um, I think he'll, I think he's class, so that's my fighter to watch. Shite nickname right enough. Who's your fighter tonight again? Uh, Sanchez Turman. Sanchez Turman, right. I'll have... I was going to take Darius Holtzman as my fight tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for performance tonight, got to pick a wee, not an obvious one, but I think I'll pick two just because I want to pick one further up and one forward in. Black mm-hmm. Medov, I think, might actually just go out and take Chris Maven apart. Yeah. I think that could be quite comfortable in the end. I think it'd be a great performance. And one to watch, as in maybe somebody you've not really heard of, even though he only fought not that long ago, but maybe a lesser known one would be Zalala again. Yeah, um, Zalala. After his performance last time out, man, he's. I think if you're going to watch MD on this card, I think I would try and catch you with Zalala. Also, Kevin Holland's worth a shout because Kevin Holland's quite. Well, yeah, I keep forgetting well. he's on the fucking card, actually. You're saying that again. Mm. He's something so, to watch, well. So, there's definitely some stuff to watch if you're into it, man. Definitely. It just doesn't. It doesn't fill me full of, like, oh my God, I can't wait for this weekend. But there are some good matchups that should throw up. 
hopefully some good fights. And that's at the end of the day, that's all you want. You don't want, you know, 12 first round or 11, 12 first round finishes. Although that would be exciting, it's boring. You know what I mean? After a, after a few, you'd start getting bored. You want to see some good fights. You want to see some, you know, some grit, some determination, some grappling, some striking, some amazing head kicks. I just want to see a head kick KO, man. I've not seen one for a while. Like a, like a Shevchenko against Jessica I that kind of part. Uh, I like one of them, man. I know what you mean, man. Definitely. That'd be good. But, yeah. All right. Anything else this week, my man? No, nothing major. Um, it was actually a Bellator card on this weekend. There's fuck all on it, to be honest. It interests me. Chandler Henderson. Cuts my under on it. Miles Jury versus Georgia Kiriakia making a bad fight. There's a few decent fights on it. Don't know if we'll catch it. Fights, but... man. Is, I looked at it as well. There's some good fights, though. I mean, Melinda Hamasi's a class fight, and I say Jury Karakanian is a good fight. Um, there's some good fights on it, but there's not a massive amount of names. Adam Boric is on this card, who I love watching. I love watching Adam Boric. Um, but yeah, there isn't a lot on it, to be honest. No, it's a bit, um, bit weird, a bit disappointing. But anyway, they're just kind of starting back with Arthur, and they're slowly getting back into things. So. Maybe we'll get a title fight soon. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, what I was going to say, did you did you watch any of that video I sent you? Dan Hardy video? I watched about five minutes and then got bored. I watched about ten minutes and then probably a wee bit bored. Um, thought he made some very good points, to be honest, towards the start, but at the same Listen, time... I get it, mate. I get it, but I think that was a wee bit over the top, doing an hour video about it saying he couldn't sleep for three days for thinking about it and all this stuff and I think it's been blown way out of proportion to be honest I said to you after the fight the stoppage was late but Dan Hardy didn't help the situation by shouting that and stuff like that it was a bad stoppage end of discussion I know his argument is obviously there to you know help the fighters and he contradicted some of what Herdeen said in regards to him not knowing who said it despite the fact he actually pointed at Dan Hardy and told him off I think it's all just stupid mate now to be honest it's done, it's dealt with. Um, that's precisely why I didn't watch the video. I love Dan Hardy, man, I honestly do. And if you were giving me a choice in Dan Hardy or Herb Dean, I'd pick Dan Hardy, you know, 100 times out of 100. But um, just put it to bed, to be honest. I thought there was some quite good points in it. Um, I think there's actually quite a lot for people to learn in some of the points that he made. Yeah. Um, even the referees, because there were certain things that I didn't know happen within a knockout or within fights that kind of like the the automatic reaction that once you're knocked out you're always going to fling a punch it's just yeah. one of these automatic reactions didn't really think about it that way I think there was a name for that kind of the name it was but there was just certain things within it I thought were pretty interesting and if you're into your MMA it might be worth a listen I'll watch try and go and get it I think it's on his it's on the YouTube page um, so that might be quite interesting if you're if you're FMD fancies watching it I think it would have been interesting. I just think the circumstances for it were kind of like kind of got to me a bit. Like I was a bit like, great, listen, can we just put this to bed? Like at the end of the day, I, I do get that it probably be interesting to read something, or listen to something that Dan Hardy's put together. But I think it was more just because a lot of it was directed at Herb Dean and kind of like a a, rebut, a rebuttal to Herb Dean. Um, I was just like, do you know what? I'm not even really that interested anymore. But I might be worth something watching down the line. Um, I did see his points about the the flinging the punch out and the natural reaction to stick your hands out and stuff like that. But um, I don't know, mate. As I said at the time, it wasn't the worst stoppage I've ever seen. It certainly wasn't the obviously the yeah. best. It was bad, but I think I think there's a time and a place, and I just I think I don't know, man. I just. 
It's a difficult one because, as you say, there's a lot of good points and I think there's a lot of stuff in there that I'd probably quite like to read out, listen to and read about and stuff like that. But I think there's a part of it that was just like, right, Dan, and I think enough's enough. You know, you made your point on Saturday by screaming at the referee, stop the fight, and Herb Dean's come back and said such and such. Let's just leave it at that. But, hey ho. Each to their own, mate. You know, he's got the platform to do it. And as you say, he's made some good points and maybe hopefully it'll educate new referees or young referees or educate young fighters or guys who want to get into it, maybe educate them. And that's good. Maybe it'll educate me when I watch it, you know. So, yeah, decent. Yeah, man, possibly. Maybe wait and see what happens when it comes from it because it should for me because, as I said, there's quite a lot of good information up. Right, cool. Well, that's us for another week, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Um, get us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Inside Cage MMA. Um, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, and if you do listen, please hit that share button. That's all we ask. Share it with people that you know that like MMA. Um, it's not much to ask, to be honest, and we really appreciate all the support. Anyway, have a good week, and we will catch you soon.